Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. All right, let's start out with something easy, okay? I want you to imagine, think of a time, close your eyes, I still hear the close your eyes, all you can hear is a cricket. I want you to imagine a time that you were treated unfairly. You don't need to yell about it. Just think about it. All right, open your eyes. This could be a big one or a small one. Here's something I know about you. No matter what you thought of when you closed your eyes, what I know about you is that it would be really easy for you to now turn to your neighbor and give a little rant, a a small speech about how you've been wronged, (laughs) about how you were treated unfairly and how it was incredibly horrible. You wouldn't be shy about it. You wouldn't have to look for words. When we are treated unfairly, we know it and we remember it. And we all experienced that. Maybe for you, it was in a sport where a ref like didn't make a call that you thought they should, or maybe a teacher had a favorite and they treated them that way and it just got under your skin. Maybe it's that your parents have higher expectations than your friend's parents have, or that your younger sibling gets away with everything. Somehow the the struggle is real. It's messed up. I know. We're in this series called Sorry, Not Sorry. And we're talking about forgiveness apologies, and, and apologizing or, or forgiving people that are sorry and people that also aren't sorry sometimes. Extending forgiveness even when it feels unfair to us. So let's talk about that feeling. Unfairness. We're going to spend some time there today. It feels unfair to forgive someone, to let them off the hook for what they did. Like It feels like they're getting away with something. It feels like they took something from us that if we forgive them, we're not going to get it back. And even in the language, like, you owe me an apology. (laughs) That's some unfairness language. You owe me that. And if you're like me, you owe me way more than an apology. (laughs) The word unfair might not do justice, but that's kind of where we're going, right? It can be, kind of describes this feeling, but it feels more important than that. It feels bigger than unfairness. It's a more serious situation when someone talks bad about you or when someone lies to get you in trouble or when you're not invited to the thing or when a friend starts dating someone you're crushing on, or a family member says something hurtful, or a teacher makes you feel dumb, or a coach leaves you on the bench, or a parent leaves, or a parent was never around. These, these things, unfairness, sometimes it feels like a light word to describe it. After a hurt like that, you're supposed to just let it go? That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> that doesn't seem like it's going to be even. No payback, no consequences. Maybe not even an apology. We just forgive. That's how we're supposed to do this. How is that okay? How is that okay? Let's take that question to scripture. Let's take it to see what Jesus said. I'm going to say some names as we set uh, set this situation up. Jesus, Matthew, Peter. Jesus, Matthew, Peter. Jesus, the one and only son of God, part of the Holy Trinity, came to die for your sins. You may have heard of him. Matthew knew Jesus personally And he knew he was a big deal, so he recorded his life. He knew like, hey, this is going to change the world. I should write a recording of what happened in his life. So he did that. Matthew did that. He recorded some of the miracles, the events, and sermons, and stories that Jesus told. And one story that Jesus told was prompted by a question from a guy named Peter. Jesus, Matthew, Peter. Peter was one of the inner circle disciples. He was one of the people closest to Jesus. Jesus like really invested in Peter. And he ended up being like an early church influencer, like really made a difference, a big deal for the kingdom. So we check in on one of Jesus's stories in the book of Matthew. Matthew recorded this story in 18, Matthew 18, 23 through 35. Peter asks Jesus, so like this forgiveness thing, 
there's like a limit, right? Like one, two, three, four, I kind of get it. Like how many times should we be forgiving? And Jesus says, Peter, way, way more than you want to. In short, that's how he answers it. So he responds with this story. He tells them a story. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors had brought in, um, in, in the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay all of it. Then his master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. So this servant borrows a lot of gold, like a lot, a lot of gold, more than, more than I can actually imagine. Like some people have done some math and it looks like about if he were to have borrowed it today, it would have been about six billion dollars with a B. Six billion dollars. That's Tesla money right there. And he is in debt to this man, to the king, six billion dollars. And the debt collector comes a knocking. And this servant says, just give me some time. Please have pity on me. I can do this. Please don't sell me into slavery in my family. Don't take everything from me. I can do this. Give me a chance. And the ruler gives him that grace and mercy and completely forgives his debt. The, now, the, the ruler is not thrilled at first. It took him a second to come around to it but, because it was within his rights to make some demands in that moment and say, all right, I know you owe me $6 billion. Figure it out. You can work it off forever. You can sell your kids off. Whatever it takes, let's figure it out because you owe me a lot of money. It would have been reasonable for him to do that. But he decides to forgive this man's debt. Forgive it like poof, gone, completely, forever, forgiven. How is that fair, you may ask? And that, that question is easy to answer because it's not fair. That is not fairness that we're describing here. But the servant is okay with this unfairness. Why? Because this is a good kind of unfairness. This is a kind of unfairness I can get behind. Um, Here's something you may have noticed in your life. We're okay with unfairness in forgiveness when we're the ones being forgiven. We're okay that, that forgiveness is unfair when we're the ones being, forgiveness. I, being forgiven. I like that. I like that, being on that side of the deal. When I talked back to a parent and they let it go, when I said something that hurt my wife's feelings and she forgives me, or when I apologize to a friend and they say, don't worry about it, we're cool. That kind of forgiveness, that kind of unfairness, I like, I can get behind it. That's the stuff. And it might be technically unfair, but I'm cool with it when it's coming in my direction. <laughs> when forgiveness is coming my way, I'm cool with how unfair it is. So Jesus's story continues. But when the man left the king, this is the same guy who's forgiven six billion dollars. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who, who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. 
When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. And then the king called in the man who had been forgiven and said, you evil servant. I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant? Just as I had mercy on you. So the same fellow, the receiver of serious forgiveness, like $6 billion worth of forgiveness, Bubba Billion, he has a servant that owes him a little money as well. Not quite billions, something like, doing a little math, about $12,000 today. So what we're talking about is $6 billion is like six, a fleet of 60,000 high-end Teslas. I looked it up. Versus one decent used car. <laughs> 60,000 of the high-end Model S Teslas. Or versus a decent used car. That's the, the comparison we're talking about here. So this guy, he's confronted by his servant and he's like, okay, I know you owe, I owe you a decent used car, but I just give me a little time. He gives the same plea that the other guy gave to his, to the ruler. He says, just give me a little more time. I can do this. Just give me some time. Give me a break. I need some, I need some mercy from you. And he found none. <laughs> he found no mercy, no grace, no forgiveness at all. And the ruler finds this out and he's not happy about the situation here. Like, you know about pay it forward, right? They have like coffee shops where it's entirely, you don't pay for your cup of coffee. You pay for the cup of coffee for the person behind you because the person in front of you paid for your, like pay it forward. And this ruler was all about that. He's like, I forgave you a lot. Maybe extending a little forgiveness is the right way to go. So he had given unfair forgiveness to this man, but this man was not extending forgiveness he was cruel to his own servant. So Jesus ends the story. Remember, this is a story that Jesus is telling. I'm not just making this up. And Jesus ends the story by saying this. Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Yikes. Man's was unforgiven. Unforgiven. And so Jesus connects the dots for us here because he's not just telling a story because he's like entertaining people. He's like, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. He's connecting the dots for us. He tells us stories to teach us about himself, about the kingdom of heaven. And this is where he clears it up. This isn't a story about servants and debts and bags of gold. This is a story for people who follow Jesus. This is a story about us. And it's a story about God. Because we have been treated unfairly. We have been treated unfairly in the best way possible because we've messed up. It is well within God's rights to punish us for eternity for the ways that we betrayed him. But we've been forgiven for our sins. We've been completely forgiven because God has been unfair to us. Forgiven, poof, gone completely forever. Forgiven. And Jesus is saying to his followers, Yes, forgiving a friend for that like one thing they did, it seems unfair. And you're right, it isn't fair. <laughs> that is true. But I forgive you for everything you had ever done to create distance between me and you. Everything you'd ever done wrong, I've forgiven you. I didn't make you pay the debt. Not that you could have paid the debt if you had to. Instead, I forgave you. I forgive you six billion. <laughs> so when you withhold forgiveness from someone else, that's a problem. Now, I don't think Jesus is like 
coming down on these people, like lecturing and like rubbing it in. You guys are bad people and that's why you need the story. I think he was challenging them. And he says, this is how the kingdom of heaven works. These are our standards and these are the standards you should live by because this is how God treats you. This is how you treat other people. He wanted to challenge them to a higher standard. He wanted them to see the situation with clarity. When he told that story, it was very clear that that man in the middle who had been forgiven but did not forgive was in the wrong. That guy, how could he do that? And then Jesus says, what if that were you? He says, that is you. You are that man in the middle. The ruler is your king, your or God, your king of kings who has forgiven you for everything you've ever done wrong. And your friend, your brother and sister may have wronged you, but you owe them forgiveness because God has forgiven you. He wanted us to put ourselves in the shoes of that story. And he wants us to see the situation with clarity. In light of what we've been forgiven, it should be easy for us to forgive. I use that word easy lightly because I know it can be challenging, but in light of what we've been forgiven, we should be able to extend forgiveness. It put more simply in just a couple words, our bottom line for our conversation tonight. Forgiven people, forgive people. You may have heard hurt people hurt people, right? This is equally true. Forgiven people forgive people. I know forgiveness is tough. And I don't want at any point for this series to feel like, well, Pastor Chris is just telling me to forgive everybody instantly and just go back like nothing happened. No. And in our small group last week, or a couple weeks ago, we had a great conversation about boundaries and about how, hey, you might forgive someone for something, which means you're not going to like rehearse conversations with them while you're laying in bed. (laughs) You're not going to, you know, passive aggressively treat them poorly. But you might have to set a boundary where I don't trust them with information again. And that's a totally different thing. I get that. You have huge hurts in your life. And forgiveness is difficult. It's tough because it's unfair. And it is unfair. If we're owed some sort of restitution, we need to make this thing even. How are we going to figure this out? However, most of the time, just like the servant in Jesus' story, the debt is unpayable. Ask yourself that question if if you find yourself in that situation where you you think you deserve, how do we make this fair again? Ask yourself, what would it take? Sometimes there's an easy answer. Most of the time, you're like, huh, there's nothing really you could do (laughs) to make this even. There's nothing really there. People can apologize, but they can't give back the time and energy I spent ruminating about how you hurt me. They can't give back the trust that they spent and broke by hurting me. They can't gain, you can't, get back the reputation that may have suffered. Your reputation may have suffered because of a lie they told about you. You can't get back the peace you lost because of what they did to you. Saying sorry is super cool, but it doesn't pay the debt. It doesn't make things even. It doesn't make things fair again. But like we talked about last week, when we choose not to forgive, we're hurting ourselves. This was two weeks ago, sorry. The more we hold on to a grudge, the more it holds on to us, right? And and in Jesus' story, what happened to that middle man there who was forgiven and didn't extend forgiveness? He was unforgiven. He withheld forgiveness and he was punished for it. His forgiveness that had been given to him was revoked. Forgiven people forgive people. And when forgiven people forgive people, it sets both of them free. When you forgive people, it sets both of you free free. It lets people move on. 
It's not fair. It's not even. But we can move on. That's the best kind of unfairness. So let's talk about the how. We've lined up this really difficult task. Forgiveness, it's not easy. It's not fair. So let's talk about how we do that. Because forgiven people forgive people. It's not, it's not fair, but we want to do it anyway. So how do we do it? I think we start by doing exactly what the ruler did in Jesus' story. The first thing we do is we give up. We give up on payback. We give up on trying to make it even, trying to make it fair, trying to even the score. This means we give up on things like trash talk. You know what I'm talking about. We give up because we love telling people about the beef we have with other people. Man, do we love that. <laughs> I have heard stories that I do not care to hear <laughs> because I brought up a name and someone's like, mm-hmm. Do you know that look? Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Where I just like, man, I love that guy, huh? And they're like, mm-hmm. And they're like about to spill a story. They're about to share the beef. We got to give up on that stuff. We tell, story, we tell the story in a way that capitalizes on our victimhood, although we may be at least some, if not entirely, to blame. <laughs> we tell a different version of the story. It seems fair to tell that story, but we have to give up on trash talk. We have to give up on judgment. When we're ticked at someone, it's not just about the thing they did to us. It's about who they are. <laughs> and that sounds, ex- that sounds extreme, but we do this. Like, it's not just like they did something bad to me. They are a bad person because of what they did to me. I have to give up on judgment. We have to give up on, hmm, being a jerk. Try it. Just give it a shot. When someone's a jerk to us, it seems totally fair, but we can just be a jerk back, right? That seems what's fair, right? Eye for an eye, which is in the Bible. (laughs) But Jesus said, let's work at this in an unfair way because I've treated you unfairly in the best way. So you treat other people unfairly in the best way. So being a jerk seems easy. Maybe we do it in really obvious ways, like blocking them in the hallway. Did you ever do that? Anybody? Don't raise your hand. I've been there. When I was a freshman, there was like seniors that would just like, with the broadest shoulders, just coming at people in the hallway. And so I made a decision that I'm just like, I'm bigger than a lot of them, even as a freshman in high school. So I was just like, I will make the decision never to go sideways for somebody like that. So I just, you know, hunker down when you're about to pass them. You just you just grin, like, just grit your teeth. I could take them out. Well, see, that's it. No, no, it's a defensive maneuver, man. I'm just holding my space. It's, yes. it's not cool. It's being a jerk. Maybe blocking them on Twitter. <laughs> Different kind of blocking. Maybe keying their car. That's an escalation. Please don't do that. Maybe more subtle ways, like a look you give your friends when they walk in the room. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that look. I've been on all parts of that look. I've given that look. <laughs> I've been given that look. I've been the subject of that look. Maybe a, um, a sort of quiet comment, like when they say something and you're like, make a whisper slash for everyone to hear comment. Maybe screenshotting something they said online, forwarding it to someone. I said that a couple weeks ago, but I feel like somebody, somebody needs to hear it. <laughs> we have to give up on it. We have to give up on payback. We have to give up on making it feel fair. Give up on being a jerk. None of those things seem that bad compared to what they did to me. (laughs) Come on, a little comment compared to what they did to me. That's nothing. I'm just working my way up to, to evening the score, to getting my payback and making it fair again. But that's the point Jesus was trying to make. 
you probably can't make it fair again. Not forgiving doesn't make it better or fairer. But because Jesus has forgiven us of our sins and our debts, it is our job. We have the power with his help to extend forgiveness to those that trespass against us. Poof, gone, completely forever. Forgive people. Because forgiven people forgive people. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, for this story, this parable that you teach us about your kingdom and about how much forgiveness you've given us. Father, thank you that though I mess up, you continue to forgive me and you continue to use me. As we read your word, we see people that continue to mess up and you continue to forgive them and you continue to use them. Father, thank you for that. And Father, I pray that you help us to use that unfairness to inspire us to be unfair to others. And to, forg- and to give forgiveness so freely. <laughs> and, and we may have to set up boundaries and we have to respect ourselves and, and those things are, are the foundation. But ultimately, we are just going to be unfair and say, I know this isn't fair. I know we're not even, but I forgive you anyway because I have been forgiven from a debt I couldn't pay. You have forgiven us from a debt that we couldn't pay. So help us to extend forgiveness to the people around us, to our parents, to our friends, to strangers. God, help us to be unfair to them the way you've been unfair to us. We thank you for this guidance and this wisdom, and I pray you help us to live it out. In your precious name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.